Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Sergeant First Class John Valentine. Welcome to the Veterans Be Real podcast. Here's where we try to keep it real and do our best to help all our fellow veterans out there. This podcast will hopefully open our veterans' eyes into the transition and challenges they are facing and give them some guidance along the way. Please subscribe and download our podcast. We look forward to you, your insight, and your loyalty. Thanks for listening. And now, here's Veterans Be Real. Because we are the brave. Yes, we are the brave. We'll fight you in the name of the brave. We are the USA. For those unaware, that flag is still there. It's our future to save. Stand of the brave, the USA. All right. Well, good morning, veteran be real listeners. Good afternoon, good evening, or good morning. What depending on what day of the time it is, you're downloading the podcast and listening to it today. I have Jedediah Smith. You know, this guy, big time army vet. All right, he's gonna to talk to you a little bit about what he did in the army. He was kind of one of those special operators. So he was kind of one of those guys that had, you know, he was a little bit above the norm for soldiers. So we're gonna to talk to him a little bit about his time in service, and then we're gonna lead into kind of what he's doing now and how he transitioned out of the army and what kind of challenges he might have faced when he was getting out as a special operator. So Jed. The floor is yours, my friend. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Like Nick said, my name is Jedediah. Jedida. Actually, my real name is James. There's a billion James Smith on social media. I use Jedida to kind of set myself apart. Yeah, so I retired after 20 years. Guys, I retired in 2013. 15 of those years, I was in 5th Special Forces Group or in the Special Operations Training Detachment at Fort Polk, which is where I retired at. You know, I... I will say this, that I was blessed that I was able to get through and accomplish the goal that I wanted to do in the military. I do remember, and this kind of is going to go back to something I'm going to bring up in a minute, is I remember when I decided to go through selection. For the people that don't know about Army Special Forces, you have to go to what's called Special Forces Assessment Selection first. Yeah, that ain't fun. And it's a 21-day or 30-day event, depending on what's going on and stuff like that. And the long and short of it is... At the end, you are either selected to attend training to learn how to be a special forces soldier or you are not. So you're either a select or non-select. And I remember when I went, I said a quick prayer to the Lord, especially after I got there and I saw all these studs that were there that I was around. And I said, look, here's the thing. I'm not going to quit. I know without a fact I will do my part and not quit. If you want me to quit, you're going to have to hurt me or take me out of this training somehow. And that's something that I've always tried to carry with me is I do my best and then I have faith in the Lord that he's going to do the rest for me. You know, so anyways, I just kind of wanted to touch on that. So I did retire in 2013. And, you know, one of the struggles that I think we all have, especially when we leave the military, is we were given a sense of self. I mean, think about all the way back to basic training. The individual is stripped away from us. We're taught how to be a unit and to be a member of that unit and to do the, what's good for the unit, you know, even if it puts yourself in harm, harm's way as a person. And that is huge because when we get out, what, one of the things that I'm, and I'm still finding this out, and it's almost been 10 years, there's so much of me that I let go because of that. And there's also parts of me that I hid because I thought I had to be some big badass, you know, as an SF dude on the team or whatever, I had to be this bravado, macho kind of guy or whatever, right? And I'm learning that some of my, really, honestly, my personal skills are coming back to me. So I am able more now to communicate with people, especially civilians, in wide range of, you know, occupations or whatever, lifestyles, 
because I'm more comfortable with who I am because I'm rediscovering myself. So I think that's one of the big challenges. And honestly, this is really kind of just came, came to me. Maybe I'm a slow learner or something, but this kind of came to me just recently with this COVID slowdown. I've been able since March, I've been able to really kind of take stock of what's going on and reprioritize myself. So, you know, another thing, the biggest challenge that we all talk about is we lose our sense of self, right? We're taught how to be in the military. And then when we get out, it's one of those see you by things. You can do 30 years, you can do one hitch. It doesn't matter. As soon as, I mean, we all know the military is a business, yeah. right? It's a corporation. Oh, cut, cut sling low, sorry, see ya. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's it. So, you know, if uh, you could be the bee's knees, right? Like I remember thinking, oh man, the guys are going to miss me when I leave. No, they didn't miss me. And they went right along doing their thing, which is great. That's what they were supposed to do. You know what I mean? So I had to get out and I lost the kind of the agenda, my battle rhythm that I was normal, used to every day, get up and go do PT, get something to eat, go to work, go do my thing, knock out what I need to knock out. For the SF guys, they fully know we live and breathe and die by the whiteboard. So you just get done what's on the whiteboard if you don't have anything going on and you're in garrison. And then you go home and it's rinse, wash and repeat, right? You just do it over and over again. When you get out, you lose that. Then you lose your camaraderie. You lose your friends, your brothers, your sisters you've been working with for God knows how long. And, you know, it's true. I mean, you've heard, oh, I've heard like a lot of World War II vets and uh, anybody say the friendships we make in the military. And then for us who've been to combat and worked with people, you have your bond is so, or our bond is so much tighter with, I mean, even with my wife and my wife is the bomb and I love her to death, but it's a different relationship, you know? So you lose all of that stuff, every bit of that. And then it's kind of one of those figure it out. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but in the army, the separation stuff, I think now it's called SFL tap. And Nick, you may know more about the acronyms and stuff, but the long and short, it's two weeks of training that you get, right? And you, it, it really, to me, it didn't prepare me at all for what I was going to do. So I mean, here I am. Boom. I got out of the military. I was operating in the top 10% of the United States Army. Cool. What am I going to do? I can go do contract jobs that I will go back down range and go do whatever. And there's nothing against that for people that want to go do it. I just knew me personally with my mindset and what was going on with me, you know, with anxiety and depression and stuff that that was not the right fit for me. That was a recipe for disaster that I didn't even want to mess around with. So I, I mean, I had to make money. Right. So I had to take a job and in no way am I knocking any of these occupations that I bring up because every one of these taught me something. So I went to work for a company and I was truly blessed to get this job. You guys, my first retirement gig was working for a company that does uh, like in the Houston area. They've got all these retention ponds around the subdivisions and everything. And they've got these pumps in them and they like at nighttime, they will light up and they'll do this decorative pattern when the stuff goes right my first job was going and cleaning those things out and making them serviceable so there was quite a few times that I had to humble myself and realize hey look you may have done some awesome stuff in the military but that doesn't mean jack crap right now just go do your job and provide for your family yeah now you're cleaning latrines and shit you're like damn (laughs) yeah yeah exactly exactly I mean there was a couple times where it was truly one of those all right Thank you, Lord, for the humbleness. I appreciate it. Now I'm ready to get my butt going again and, and get at it. You know, so I was able to kind of come back to something that, that I was a little more comfortable with, which was contracting in a different role. It was here in the States as, as a scenario writer. 
So I wasn't deploying. I was doing basically a nine to five job. And then I started realizing as I started learning who I was that I wanted to work for myself. I wanted more freedom Been there. The nine to five, go punch the time clock or whatever. Right. And for me, I was working in a windowless building in a cubicle inside a windowless building. I wanted out of that stuff. I had the kind of the epiphany or whatever you want to call it, the aha moment of, is this what I'm going to do for the rest of my life or until I retire? You know, I already retired once. What am I doing? And that's kind of what started kicking around the, well, there's other stuff out there. Why don't you find something, you know? So basically I became an entrepreneur because of that little seedling that I had. But what truly brought me on first is I was looking for, I was looking to get off all my medications that the VA or my military, my doctors had me on. And when I say, you know, I, yeah, I did spend 20 years in the military and a lot of it was an SF, but knock on wood, I really, I've never had an operation or anything like that. Like I've never had some of the serious war wounds that the guys had now PTS and everything else yet a hundred percent. But I say all that to say that they had me on so much medication that I started looking into it and, you know, pill A was actually contradicting what pill B was supposed to do for me. So I went to a completely new doctor and I know a lot of people can't do this, but if you can, man, I highly, highly recommend it. I went to another doctor and showed him and told him like, look, I want off this stuff. And he told me, all right, cool. I just did a professional development on alternative medications. And some of that was hemp CBD, CBD derived from hemp. And that's where he said, I, and he was legit. He was like, I can't tell you anything else. I don't know where to get it. I don't know who to talk to about getting it. You got to do your research. And that's where my wife and I started doing our research. My wife's always been into health and fitness. She's a CrossFit trainer and she ran a gym in Houston for years and stuff like that. So she kind of took the baton and started doing a lot of that research. And what I mean by we were on the basement level, the first thing we did is we went to one of the larger food chain stores around here. And we bought hemp seed oil. We thought that was that was it, right? So we started doing a lot of education. So I became a customer first with the company that I'm currently with. And I love their products so much just on a consumer side that I said, okay, cool. Now I've got to start sharing this stuff with other people because I know what I went through and I know this has helped me. I want to share it with other folks. So, you know, for people who don't know, I am a network marketer, which Network marketing, what it means is instead of for my company to pay someone, uh, an advertisement agency to put advertisements on the news or on you know billboards or whatever, they use me to do that. I advertise for them. I share my story and share my journey with the products and how it's worked for me. And also the business side, if someone's interested in that as well. And that's that's how I'm, I'm like a rolling billboard, if you want to call it that. So, you know... Something I want to touch on right now is a lot. I mean, I deal with, I would say, 30 to 50 people a day that I talk to in my business. And I've heard a lot of things. I've heard, well, I've tried this before and everything else. Listen, I'm not here to talk anybody into being a network marketer or to even joining my business. I'm not. What I am here and what I would like to highly encourage is if, if you're in something that you don't like to do, there's alternative ways to make money out there that are honorable and that you can have integrity in doing. And I would highly recommend that you reach out and do that with Nick's page, with this portal and with any other veteran groups that we have, because here's the thing. We veterans, we should be running the show period. Like there is no way 
And I don't care how many degrees people went and got if Harvard. I, I don't care, whatever it is. There is no way that I would not want to work with a veteran over a civilian. And I'm not trying to throw shade on civilians. There's some really cool squared away people. But the bottom line of it is we all went in and signed our life away. We signed the dotted line knowing we could lose our life. We are servants through and through. And I'll say for me, I know I kind of fought that for a long time when I retired. But then I realized that I do love to help other people, you know, and it's just a continuance that I did while I was in the military. So I just want to kind of open some people's eyes and, and tell them, hey, there's another way out there. And I'm sure there's more than network marketing, but there's other ways out there where you can work. For, there's so many pros to a lot of this stuff, you know. So anyways, I'm not coming on. I don't want to sit here and stand on the bully pulpit and just say network marketing rules. I mean, I have my opinion and of course I'm biased, but I definitely don't want to, don't want to do that. But from a real standpoint, and all you guys out there listening, listen, I, like Jed, did 20 years in the Army. And when I got out, I think I was on 11 different medications. And they were all the way from Seroquel to, I mean, all kind of, they had me on just so much. I was just like, and after about a year out, I said, you know what? I got to stop. So I did the same thing Jed did. I went to my doc. I said, look, man, I want to get off this shit. And literally, and my doc's a way different doc than Jed. He said the same shit. He said, you need to go. Now you're out of the Army. You ain't got to worry about the X, Y, and Z. He said, you need to get into this hemp shit. You got to look at CBD. You got to go look at He said, because that shit will tone you down. It'll fucking, it'll calm you down. It'll fucking pick you up. He actually pointed me to a direction of a gentleman that he, one of his clients that he was a network marketer in it. And he kind of got me into, and I started ordering. Then I met Jed a while back and I got on board with him. I just have, I'm not great at, and and it's just, all you guys out there know, I'm great at selling. I'm great at talking, but I'm not great at, I'm not a great network marketer. I guess is the best way to sell. I can sell the product. I need you to buy the product in a second. But I'm not really good at the other that, that recruiting part of it and that other story. So, but but what Jeff's talking about is for real because that started my because I've been out ten years. I retired in 2010. I came in in '90, got out in 2010. Did my 26 deployments. I did all that bullshit. I actually worked with Fifth Group and Seventh Group when I was in Afghanistan and Iraq. Right on. I was one of their fill-in medics for a little while, but. It's a lifestyle change that a lot of us, because I, I still use it now. I use it for my knee. I use it for my shoulder, for the rubs, and then I have the drip. I have the drips I use, and I have the fucking pills I take, and I got the little, and I don't smoke or nothing, so I don't have to do all that other stuff, But because they even have it now, where they even got it in the e-cigs and all that crap now. But for me, it's like, that's what I, I use the hemp base and the CBD, and I use all that stuff. We got another guy right now that I actually sell it in my thrift store. It's his brand, because he has it low. He just gives it to me, and I sell it, and I just pay him as we go. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get the best to see out there, man. Look, you know. Part of it's a lifestyle change, yes, because in the military, like me, 20 years, never got our fatigue, never had, you know, I got hurt all the time, blah, blah, but I didn't get, I wasn't one of those kind of soldiers that got in trouble with alcohol or drugs or anything like that. I didn't have any of those incidents, but I was always, you know, kind of somewhat paranoid because I didn't want to end my career having hurt because of drugs or alcohol, so I didn't do anything. Yeah. I didn't, I've never taken a legal drug in my life, and then I started taking CBD and hemp and all that shit, and I'm like, I guess technically this is kind of as close as it can come without actually being illegal, so it's like I buy it in the store now, so it shouldn't, so... You know, I kind of convinced myself that it was okay, and now I've delved deeper into it. And I, I do. A, I use it a lot. Me and my wife both use it a lot. Because my wife, ironically, is a physical fitness instructor. And she's da 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 da, and then I'm doing all the stuff I'm doing, and she's doing that. So I mean, it's kind of we're kind of mirrored a little bit there. But all you guys out there listening, the transition that Jed and, and a lot of retiree guys go through is a little different because, like you said, that two week class, kind of like eight cap, blah blah blah. We were all talked about it in some previous podcasts. So I'm trying to get Congressman Williams and some guys in Texas to help me make the military branches understand that before we get out of the military, there needs to be like a reverse boot camp. You know, they brought us in for eight weeks, beat us all down to nothing, and then built us back up to be soldiers or sailors or airmen or whatever. 
But now they got to do the same thing getting out. The last eight or ten weeks from the Army, we should be going through mandated classes to help prepare us to become civilians again, learn how to have interpersonal relationships that aren't military. Like, it's not about rank. It's not about it. It's about building relationships. It's about building. Yeah. And also learning how to interview properly, learning how to, yeah, the resume class ACAP does, that's all great. And you can write a good resume. But if you don't know how to interview like a civilian and not be direct or not, you know what I'm saying, and not have that military kind of mindset, you don't know, and just be like, yes, sir, no, sir. But civilian people don't want to, they don't want employees like that. They want you to show up on time and be the type of military. They want part of the military stuff because they know they want, you're going to show up on time. You're going to be to work. You're going to be committed. You're going to stay all day until five o'clock. You're not going to try to skip out early. They know all that, but they don't want this yes, sir, no, sir, fucking all this rigid that rigidness that we have as soldiers, because as soldiers, you know, when I walk in the room, everybody goes to rest because I'm the senior guy when I walk in or what. They don't want that shit. They just want us all to flow and make the comp, you know. So like Jed talked about, I've talked about this a lot in other tech. You got to be patient because it literally took me, I've been out 10 years. This October will be 10 years from me I've been out. But it's literally almost taken me 10 years to really get my feet under me to understand the civilian side of how you have to build your business, how to mm-hmm. build your network. Because I work for myself. I have four companies. I run a nonprofit. I have three other. But even then, because I was thinking about this this morning, you can be a great leader in the Army. But if you don't know how to manage, you can lead. But if you don't know how to manage, you're not going to be successful on the outside. Because you can be a great leader and take care of people. But if you don't know how to manage all that other shit in the background to manage the job or your, your assignments or your, your responsibilities because you're worried about leading, that's what gets a lot of veterans to try. I know I have a lot of E6 and E5 and E6 buddies that get out or soldiers that get out. They do okay in the very beginning of a job, but then all of a sudden they fall off because they're great at the leadership part, being on time, doing all, but then they can't manage the job itself. They can't manage. So I tell you guys, like, you've got to learn to manage and equal out your time now because not everything's about the leadership now. Now it's about managing and production. And it's about, so you've got to learn those things. So Jet's right on point with slowly phasing yourself in and networking because even like Jet said, because I've worked, I've, I've worked, I started to start, do stuff with Jet and I signed up, I got my website with him. I still promote it. I still do it. I just don't get in as in depth. That's probably he would like or other guy. But I mean, I still promote it. Hey, I got this scenario. If you guys are into that stuff, you guys need it. If you're a veteran out there, I tell my veteran buds all the time, I'm telling you, I tell every single veteran I talk to, if you're not using CBD or hemp and all that shit for your, your aches and pains, you're an idiot because it's legal now. You can get it now. It's inexpensive. It's not as expensive as it was when it started. And you cannot be in pain anymore. And you cannot be in pain anymore. I can't fathom, I can't stress that enough. Not being in pain every day is probably the most relaxing part of who I am because. I'm not in pain every single day anymore. You know what I mean? I'm not. Yeah. I have a little and, bit know, of discomfort, but I'm not in pain. You know what I mean? It's like discomfort, not pain. And I yeah. can handle discomfort, but I can't handle pain. I'm a winner. <laughs> let me add Let me add one thing, too. So another thing that I'm doing, right? Of course, I'm, I'm a businessman, right? But I also want to break the stigma about this. I'm just like you, Nick. I grew up in small town Texas, man. I remember in the early 90s when, what was the guy's name? Woody Harrelson? Wasn't he the big? He was promoting hemp, right? And Okay, so, yeah, so I I do want to add something for people that don't know, because I also, I like to break the stigma about CBD, hemp-derived CBD. I also want to educate people, because guess what? There's some stuff out there that has THC in it. So if you're someone who, if you have a job where if you have an accident at that job, the first thing they do is, is take your blood or take your urine, and you're using CBD, if you don't know if you're using a full spectrum or a broad spectrum, hit me up. I will explain it to you. That's that easy. I don't want anyone to lose their livelihood over something. And I'm not going to go into it on here because it's not lengthy, but it's you guys are more than welcome to hit me up. I love sharing the knowledge that I know about this stuff. 
that's what I do, right? I mean, especially as an SF guy. <laughs> I trained foreign armies how to fight, and then I went and did it with them. That's basically what I'm getting to do now. So if you guys have any questions about him, if you have any questions about will it help with this, will it help with that, hit me up. Am I a businessman? Yes. But I have integrity and I have honor, just like I did in the military. My name means something to me. I'm going to straight up, I'm going to be a straight shooter with you and let you know what's up. You're going to get the unbiased opinion from me. And listen, guys, if you're out there and you're looking to get out and you're thinking about being an entrepreneur, reach out to Jen. Now, like I said before, you guys know in the past, check the show notes out. I'm going to have his website, all the stuff, all the ways to contact Jed later. So you'll be able to reach out to him directly, get hold of him through Facebook and or email and or his website. And then you can reach out to him and talk to him a little bit about doing this maybe with him to start. You can start now while you're still in the Army. That way you already kind of get, got your feet under you doing this before you get out. That way there's some income coming in and blah, blah, blah. And Jed's, like you said, he's a straight shooter. He's an ex-Special Forces guy. He's an ex-Army guy. He's retired. He's got integrity. He's got honor. He's not going to steer you wrong. Plus, he only benefits if he does hard work with you and you benefit. And you're making good money. And he makes the money. So the two of you can be a team. And that's how it works with his system. It's kind of like you guys are helping each other. Both of you are helping each other make money. And he'll educate you on all that stuff. So you become an expert in that area. So when anybody talks to you about it, you can actually answer the question with an intelligent response where people can't sharpshoot you and they can't get you shoot you down when you're in there talking. And then you run into guys like me who own stores or whatever, and then we can carry order it from you. and da-da. So it's a whole lot you can do. Because what I'm going to start doing, Jed, actually – it's because I'm losing my CBD guy here because he's taking his stuff and he's moving, he's taking it up. So I'm going to need that. So I might start ordering my stuff through Jed and have it just in my store selling it on the shelves, but ordering from Jed so that I'm helping mm-hmm. him raise some money and make some money for him and his company. But it's also helping my, my uh, patrons that come into my thrift store, my actually brick and mortar store. So there's a lot of that that's out there, guys. So if you're listening right now and getting ready to transition out of the military, and I know Fort Hood alone, there's about 900 soldiers this month that are going to, that in the month of July, that are going to separate from service, whether it's retirement or ETS. Wow. 900, all right? That's a lot of soldiers that are getting out of the military just right here at Fort Hood. So imagine every other major base, Fort Bragg, Fort Campbell, Fort Knott. They're having probably five to 900 a month to getting out because they have that many yeah. coming in. You know what I mean? Because uh, the recruiters are doing yeah. their jobs, right? But the point is, yeah. everybody's got to get ready to transition out. And even if you're listening right now, you got a year left in the Army before you can ETS. Now is the time you start making plans and decide, do I want to stay in arena or am I going to get out? And if I'm going to get out, am I going to go to college? Do I need to get a job? Do I want to be an entrepreneur? Do I want to work for somebody? You got to start building a plan because I'm telling you right now, you know, it took me, when I first got out, y'all know I was a drill instructor at Juvenile Detention Center. I was wearing a drill star hat, smoking some kids' butts for being in the middle, whatever. But that only did that for a year. And then I went to work for a hospital. And then I said, screw it. I started, I opened my own business. I said, I don't want to work for nobody anymore. It's stupid. Yeah. So I opened my own business. I started a charity, nonprofit help soldiers and veterans, and that's led into other businesses that I've opened. So Jed's got an opportunity for you guys. So if you're listening and you want an opportunity to make a little bit of cash, you can be a soldier and do this. You can be active duty and do this and work with it. Trust me, there's guys on post that are doing it right now. And the guys that are in pain that are instead of taking 800 milligrams of Motrin every day or three times a day, now you can be taking one or two of these things with CBD or hemp or what, and you don't have any pain anymore and no big deal. You're not going to pop out on a piss test because it's not the same type of shit. You know what I mean? And gentle educate your well, anyway. So yeah. Let me throw one thing out. I know for the army, I don't know for the other branches, but for the army, if you're active duty or National Guard or Reserve, there at least as of last year, there's an army reg that prohibits soldiers from using hemp CBD. I fully understand why that is, because people just go to the gas station and get whatever, and they and the command doesn't want that. So just be cognizant of that. You guys check, make sure with your branches. Check into your regulations before you start doing anything, okay? So, yeah, that's a big one. 
but you can start the business. And as soon, I mean, especially with everything that's going on right now, I'm telling you guys, I have done more Zoom trainings. I have done more with people that have lost their livelihood and they're looking for a way to bring income into the house. Guess what? This is one of the many ways that I bring extra income into my home. So it's not just my one bag. And then I want to touch on something else that Nick said too. Yeah, man, I'm going to be here and I'm going to help you guys professionally as much as I can. But guess what I'm also going to do? I'm an old SF guy. I'm an old freaking platoon sergeant, former platoon sergeant, right? I'm going to take care of you guys too. If something's going on personally in your life and you reach out to me, we're going to talk. I'm going to talk to you about business because iron sharpens iron. If you're needing help, I'm going to help you. It's the same thing. It's the same thing of any unit you know, that we were in. We always kind of helped the person out. That's why you always turn around when you were doing the, the ability group runs. You went pick the stragglers up and pick them back up. You know, So that's the big thing, man, is there's so much more to network marketing than just working your business. You want to be able to work with someone that gels. And I'm being 100% honest with you on that. Some of you guys, you guys may talk to me and be like, man, that dude, I wouldn't work well with him. That's fine. I will do my best to find you someone else that would. Because that's what I want to do. I want to help everybody out. I was helped out, and I'm just continuing on the favor. And that's what it's about, guys. It's, we're still a brotherhood and sister. We get out and just talk about right. it, right? We don't leave anybody behind. We reach back. We, we loop back around, pick up our stragglers. You know, but we make sure everybody's okay. We're only as strong as our weakest link, the whole nine yards. Remember all those little cliche things we said in the military, but as veterans, we still act the same way and still do the same thing with our employees and our people that are in our lives, you know, family, friends, whatever. That's how we have to live. That's what makes the community stronger. That's what makes us unite, you know, have unity in our communities to turn around and do the right thing for everybody, regardless of race, religion, color, or any of that shit, right? It's all about the brotherhood. Yep. So that's what yep. it's about. So Jen, I want to say thank you, man. So one last shout out though. I want you to talk to us a little bit more real. Give us a little lay down of your website, your Facebook page, whatever it is that we can do as veterans and soldiers to help kind of emphasize your business a little bit. Sure. My Facebook page, you guys can find me at Jedida Smith. That's J E D I D A H Smith. And my website, if you want to check my website out, it's www.cbdoldwarrior.com. You can go there, check me out, get a hold of me, you know, on Facebook. I'm on Instagram also as Jedida523. So if you guys want to get a hold of me, if you have questions, like Nick said, if you've got two years before you're retiring and you're thinking that you got two years, guess what? That two years goes so fast. So fast. And the army, your unit's still gonna want you to do stuff for you in that two years. So you got to start putting yourself first. And guess what? That's something we don't do. We didn't do that. It, it goes against every bit of norm that we always did. We always put mission first, unit first. We were always last. You got to flip it around. You got to prepare yourself for success. Yeah, and look, Jim, just, that's probably the best advice any veteran can give a fellow veteran to get ready to get out is you've got to take care of yourself those last two years in the Army. Because not only it's the fastest two years of your career, but it's also the most stressful two years of your career because you're yep. not, it's a whole, I'm telling you, God, I'm telling you, man. After 20 years of doing the same flipping thing every day for 20 fucking years, then all of a sudden, all that shit just stopped. My phone stopped ringing, friggin' no more uniform. I'm waking up in the morning and not put my PTs on. Now I got to, oh shit, now I got to put on something else because I don't even know what to put on anymore because I don't, I don't know where to work, blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of stress coming when you're getting ready to get out, whether you do it four years or you did 20 years, right? That's right. A couple weeks ago, I just talked with the SEAC. He's a senior enlisted advisor to the chairman of Joint Chief of Staff. He's a senior enlisted guy. In all the military branches, the name of John Wayne Troxel, that guy that was an amazing human being, an amazing star major, but he'll even tell you his last, he, 10 days from him retiring, he was in Afghanistan with the General Milley and all of them, and Trump, Donald Trump said to him, what the hell are you doing over here 10 days retiring? He said, hey, 
mission first, right? But that's the attitude we all had as senior NCOs and soldiers with 20 years in. We're like, hey, I worked up until my almost my last day in the Army I was working. You know what I mean? Even though I was on Professor TY, blah, blah, blah. I, they still called me into work and I came in because of what my job was at the brigade. So it's just you don't think about, no, fuck that. You figure it out on your own, guys. But I just went because it was my instinct to just go. And it's still, it took, like I told you guys earlier, it took me about 10 years to really, almost 10 years to really get my feet under me to understand that I can't act that way anymore. I got to do something different. So, Jed, I want to thank you for being on. And like you said, guys, check out the show notes. You'll see his website, Facebook page. You'll see all that in the notes. Plus, it'll be on our Facebook page and our website. So you can look him up. If you're interested in looking Jed up, you'll be able to find all the information on what Jed is, how to get hold of him, and what he's doing. So thanks, Jed, for being on the show. And thank you, my friend, for your service to our great nation. You're an amazing human being and an amazing American. We appreciate you, man. Thank you, brother. Same at you. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. Hope you all got something out of this podcast today. Please tell a battle buddy about us and stay tuned for our upcoming podcast. Don't forget to visit our website at www.veteransbereal.com. Support us because we got your back. Till next time, everyone, I'm out of here. Oh,